Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to Modern Woodworkers Association podcast number 171. Sean, it's like you haven't done this in forever. It's been a while. Today, uh, we will be asking Brian Prusa our five questions. So, Brian, we'll get right into it. Number one, how did you get into woodworking? That's a long, long answer. I guess I started with my dad just doing things around the house, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But uh, I watched Norm when I was a kid. And then when I was in college, I was taking sculpture class and decided to try my hand at wood after seeing uh, some Woodworks episodes on the DIY network, which really intrigued me because I always thought everything was, you know, pine and brad nailed together. So (laughs) it completely opened my mind and... I got really intrigued about doing something a little bit different with the wood. Uh, Yeah. And then I just, from there, I decided I want to do it all the time. And I got into doing uh, cabinetry as a job. And I just keep going from there. (laughs) I don't know if I answered the question. I'm done. You did. <laughs> you, did. That, you um, you you got to experience something I somehow missed out, and, and that was the whole woodworks on DIY. I've heard that from more than a few people because mm, yes. I the same thing. PBS and and uh, this old house and New Yankee Workshop. That was mm-hmm. kind of my and doing stuff with my dad. I mean, that was the upbringing. But it, seeing real wood projects that were were not screwed and and bratted together. It was a uh, it seemed like a good thing to uh, could have uh, could open my eyes to something, but lucky you, you had the DIY network. My carrier didn't have it when that was on. So, yeah, so that was kind of a random thing. When I was growing up, we lived out in the middle of nowhere, so we had antenna, like an actual forty foot tall antenna mm-hmm. that would you'd have to spin it with a knob and all this sort of thing. <laughs> but once we were able to, my dad got Directv, and then when I was in college, I came home. Pretty vividly remember it. I came home for a weekend, and I was just staying up late watching stuff, flipping through channels, and I saw that, and I was like, "Whoa, what is happening? This is completely different." So then I programmed. He had a DVR, so I programmed the the TiVo at the time to record everything woodworks. And actually, immediately after that show, was. Gosh, I can't remember the name of the show. Uh, But it was a woman who had an MFA in furniture design. And she was amazing. And she was also pretty inspiring to see. But she was doing more furniture stuff. Mm -hmm. Where David was doing more wood stuff. Uh, So... And then she, I feel like there was only one season of that. And so I only saw a couple of episodes of that show. 
That but, sounds f- fantastic. I I'm not I've not heard of that show, or at least I don't think I have. No, same here. That was on DIY also. Yes, just it was immediately after Woodworks. Oh, I'm trying to think of who it was. <laughs> well, let me while you think of that, let me shift gears for a second and actually get out of the questions for just a moment. Um, I don't think we've talked about this in uh, on the show, and this may not be. Um, I know this may not have the significance. I think it does, but understanding that you have an art background, when I think of artistic furniture and studio furniture, I think we've been remiss in not uh, saying farewell to. Oh my gosh! Um, Wendell Castle. Thank you, Wendell Jesus. Yes. I wanted to say Art Carpenter, but Art Carpenter died many, many, many years ago. Um, so yeah. Let me just ask, in terms of your art background, if you were doing art and then got into furniture, did somebody like Castle and other studio furniture makers play any role in that? Or you were really looking at artists and then got into furniture rather than artistic furniture makers? In my Sculpture 2 class, I discovered Wendell Castle from my teacher. Uh, We had to do... uh, a little brief presentation, PowerPoint type thing about an artist that interested you. So I couldn't come up with anything because I didn't know a lot of sculpture. I was a photography major. I could name, you know, a hundred different people and try to do that. But with sculpture, I wasn't very familiar and he knew I was into woodworking and stuff. So he suggested the castle and that stuff equally blew my mind. And still does the amount of work that he put out and how well he did some of his things. Not everything is my personal taste, but it's spectacular work. It's if nothing else, you gotta, you gotta respect that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I personally, I'm not such a fan of his, it was just like the late seventies, early eighties when it was weird furniture, but not necessarily sculpted. It was just odd. Uh, I think there was mm-hmm. a name for the style that just escapes me, but I think I think that furniture of his ends up looking dated, whereas the sculptural stuff from the beginning and the end are timeless, in my opinion. Um, but not not really part of the five questions. I just fe- felt it was appropriate to to comment on his, on his passing and say that we've lost a, a tremendous artist within the community. Yeah, he was spectacular. Uh, but so on that light note, what is your on favorite that tool? Light note, I I googled, sorry, I'm going to ignore your question. <laughs> and I googled what I thought the person's name was and I was correct. Her name was Amy Devers and the name of the show was Freeform Furniture and Ooh. I can't find I'm on Wikipedia, and you know how usually there's a hyperlink to something? Uh-huh. Freeform furniture in her description does not have a hyperlink, so I don't know anything about it. But she was also on Trading Spaces, apparently, uh, which I don't know anything about really either. So, uh, yeah, sorry. So back to the second question. What's the second question? Um, I'm sorry. I was looking at Amy Devers on the web. Um What's your favorite tool? 
if you made me choose uh, my jointer, I have a 16 inch American woodworking. Uh, is it American Woodworking Company? I don't even know. It's American. All it says on the joiner is American. Uh, that I can recall. It is literally the same jointer that David Marks has. So maybe I bought it for that reason. <laughs> the That land yacht 20-inch behemoth? It's 16. Okay. Yeah, come on, Joe. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's the bed's like, I don't know, eight feet or something like that. But yeah, it's spectacular. Is that another eBay find or how did how'd you get your hands on that? That is from one of my favorite browsing sites, oldwoodworkingmachines.org. Mm. It's like a old school style forum. You can go on. I think you have to register to look at the classifieds. I'm not sure on that, but you can go in and uh, browse around. The people, the whole community on there is pretty awesome. There are people that will they the the term they use is rugger, uh, but they'll pick something up for you. If it's on their way, if they're driving past something or whatever like that, they'll pick it up and bring it to you sort of thing. Like, it's it's crazy. But uh, this one was actually just in Pittsburgh. So I took a day off of work when I was still working photography stuff. And uh, my buddy and I drove over to Pittsburgh. We loaded it in the back of his Toyota Tundra and drove it back. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was like an eight-hour day just doing that. And then we had to unload it when we got back, so it was a blast. That's uh that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very big tool. Anyway. So uh who has influenced you the most in your woodwork? I would say David Marks, for sure. Just his if nothing else, just his attention to detail and uh, interest in different sorts of woods, different, you know, getting into some exotics and that sort of thing, where he still uses power tools, but will, you know, sit down and chop a mortise or cut some dovetails or something like that if he needs to. So, fair. Yeah. What uh, what was your biggest stumbling block in your woodworking, Brian? And if you've gotten through it, what what do you know now that if you'd known then would have really helped you get through it much faster? I would say my biggest stumbling block is still myself. I thought you were going to say lack of tools. I, it used to be that, right? <laughs> uh, no, I struggle almost constantly with how good is good enough for certain things. I always want to try to make things perfect, even like the bottom side of a table and the inside of a mortise and stuff like that. That doesn't matter in the scheme of things. Uh, But I know it's there. So I struggle with that a lot. 
we I'm we recently to get over it. We recently talked to Gary Rogowski about his new book, mm-hmm. and he spent a lot of time talking about that. About that was something that he learned as he went on that not everything needs to be perfect, and um, there are some surfaces that don't need to be you know finished to the final grit and stained and and all that. Um, he probably didn't say stained, but um, I think that's a. It's an issue that many of us struggle with in terms of our own expectation that something should be perfect. And it takes a lot to stand aside and say, really, the other side of the table doesn't need to be perfect or the back of the drawer or whatever it happens to be. Um, So I think you're far from alone in dealing with that. I would agree wholeheartedly. So uh, this... Uh, I guess it's our final question, but I, <clears throat> um, I'm interested in how you're going to answer it. How- <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, or else why are we? You know, asking? that's why I'm asking it. How has the internet influenced your work? I'm out. I'll see you later. Have a good time. Thanks for having me. Peace. <laughs> internet has influenced me actually quite a bit. When I came out of college in late 2007. I graduated December 7, 2007. How do you I, know what day you graduated? I have no idea what – I know what year. I, and I don't know. Probably. It but. just sticks in my head for some reason. I've got a really terrible memory. No idea why. It sticks in my head. I uh, I got out of college. I moved to actual North Carolina. And I found a job at a cabinet shop in early 2008. 2008? was not a good time to be in the trades. No. So that year I probably had four or five different jobs because I kept getting laid off from stuff because everyone kept canceling everything. So I started watching some YouTube videos and more specifically Mark Spagnuolo, the Wood Whisperer. And he got me through some emotionally rough times because when you get fired and laid off all that stuff that many times, it just kind of wears on you. Yeah. Yeah. And so his goofy attitude and his uh, positive attitude about woodworking and all that stuff actually was very helpful for me. Uh, And then more recently, I've started posting more on Instagram. I've gotten a couple of clients interested in things. I haven't had like sales through Instagram directly, but uh, I think I'm almost up to like 2,000 people, which is like unbelievable. I can't believe I have that many followers, but you know, you you put up one video and sometimes it'll get it'll just blow up for some reason and it'll get thousands of views so without even trying at first I had a video explode and I was like huh maybe I should put some effort into this so it's it's really nice to have a community where you can ask people 
hey, what are you doing over here about this? Or what are you doing over there about that? Or, or even just goof around and direct messages and stuff and be like, that's what she said. So, <laughs> uh, there are many days where I don't leave our property. So, it's kind of my uh, social interaction that I do the most now. It is nice to get out of the house every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's nice to stay home, too. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, thank you, Brian, for uh, for you know coming on on with us um where can people find you on the interwebs yeah thanks for having me uh instagram is where i'm most active prusa woodworks p as in paul r usa and i'm also on instagram uh sorry twitter at b prusa and facebook which i'm trying to post more on to both of those things uh, facebook's prusa woodworks as well but yeah, trying to keep up with social media can be exhausting. <laughs> that it can. Yep. So I'm uh, I'm Sean Wisniewski of the Corner Workshop, and I'm at Sean W78 on most of those social medias. I'm Diami Plotky of Modern Woodworkers Association dot com, and I am at Diami Plotky on Twitter. And uh, together we are uh, at WMWA underscore National on Instagram. And we're also on Facebook under Modern Woodworkers, uh, just facebook.com slash Modern Woodworkers. So, uh, you know, with considerations of your shop size and the heat involved in in that, um, go out there and make some good things like Brian does. Indeed. And if you're going to follow us on Instagram, follow us at MWA underscore podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, that too. (laughs) 